This is Taki Musa and uh, is the uh, host to the Beginner's Mindset Living Room Podcast. And uh, today we have um, a panel discussion. Uh, I have two very special uh, guests. And uh, we are going to, well, I'll be moderating and they will be discussing about, uh, what is the topic for today? The topic for today is how do you define family? Okay. All right. So uh, why don't I give you the opportunities uh, to introduce yourself? If you can just take a two, one to three minutes just to introduce yourself. Uh, maybe you can start with uh, Iris. Sure. Um, so I am Iris and I currently live in Boston um, with my family. I'm yeah. studying um, at BU for my master's degree. Um, right. So not much else to, to say. It's not what is your master's right degree? <laughs> um, I'm studying cybersecurity and data analytics. Serious. Um, cybersecurity, is that what you say? Yes. And that is not exciting. <laughs> it's not as exciting as it sounds, I have to say. <laughs> uh, uh, that is not only exciting, but it's very exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it definitely is. How long has that even been a master's like available? Less than a decade, oh, I think. Yeah, it's very new. The program's very new. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. I am Stella Vom, Vom, but with a V. <laughs> um, this is my <laughs> second time here doing a podcast with Taki. First time doing the beginner's mindset. Um, I... I uh, live in Rome, Italy. I'm from New York. Um, I work predominantly as a stylist to musicians or entertainers, and I sell vintage clothes. Um, mm -hmm. And now I'm uh, in the beginning of my career as a DJ as well. So right. that's my little introduction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's... Um... You can just gather from the introduction, we have uh, quite an interesting uh, a pair of, um, of the panelists. And uh, like I said, I'll be doing the work of, moderation, of moderating the, uh, the discussion. So the way we are going to do it is um, there will be, um, I think the main topic was uh, what, uh, what is a family uh, and uh, in order to reach to and, and what it means to you and in order to reach to the conclusion of that we'll be um, talking about different elements and uh, the panelists will give uh, a different point of view uh, it could be similar or it could be different and then um, uh, so you can use as a panelist maybe two to five minutes to to um, to uh, present your points Nice. Uh, and then uh, we'll move to the next point until we conclude. Uh, the whole thing will take about maybe 60 to 90 minutes, depending on how much we cover and how long it goes. Uh, so I think, uh, how about we start off uh, with uh, uh, defining what a family is to you? If you can just... Uh, wants to go first. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Are you asking? So me? why don't you start? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
family to me is a very abstract concept. Um, chosen family, I think, has a bigger place in my heart. Um, mm -hmm. I was raised, my parents have been separated since I was four and in different cities, different states. So um, the idea of a family, of a nuclear family, um, parents and children has, right. has always been foreign to me. Um, right. The idea of family to me is more so the community that uh, you feel safe in or the community that, you know, gave you your personality, your characteristics, your traits. I was raised by predominantly in New York, my mother and like a group of her gay friends, like a, clan, a village of gay men, I like to say. Mm. <laughs> um, and for me, that's in my childhood, what a family is, as I've grown older, um, I see more and feel more the importance of my blood. All of my grandparents are very important to me. And I've spent a lot mm -hmm. of my uh, since I was 19 until now, a lot of my time making sure that I'm with my older relatives, not only to pay respects, but, you know, to kind of exchange the roles. They maybe used to like carry me when I was younger, make sure I got home safe. Right. Now it's the opposite. And it's nice mm -hmm. to feel that as well. And it's nice now that with my chosen family, my uncles, my godparents, even though they're in their 50s, their 60s, I can do the same thing I do with my grandparents, but it's still inter interchangeable for us. With my chosen family, if I need to be taken home, they'll do that or vice versa versus my grandparents. I know that I'm the one who's responsible now. So, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Iris, do, do you want to uh, talk about it as well? Sure. Um, it's interesting because I have a completely different perspective of family than Stella does. Um, yeah. For me, um, well, my parents are immigrants from South Korea and we're the only um, part of our family who actually doesn't live in South Korea. So it's been a very isolating experience. And so given family is very important to us because we kind of, the four of us, I have a sister, we kind of just stick together. Um, mm. And so it's been ingrained in my head this whole like the only people who really have your back is your immediate family and you have to stick together no matter what and your loyalties are primarily here um yeah. so um I don't really know if I have like a community of where I like sought a chosen family um mm -hmm. so yeah um that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. They're cool different um, perspectives, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, in this case, uh, also circumstances uh, play a part in um, in how you see um, uh, what a family is and the role that it plays in you. Because I think um, the circumstances that uh, both, or actually each of you has explained are quite different uh, and therefore you can see the role of either a chosen or given family place yeah and uh and i think for stella you have also indicated that both uh chosen and a given family they have a role in your life yeah uh, they definitely do and sometimes one weighs more than the other on my heart or my mind and vice versa both my parents are also immigrants but 
from mm. different cultures and they met in America. So the isolation was much different. It was more like I was spread very thin so that I could spend time everywhere with everyone um, right. rather than isolated with my family unit. So um, lots of matching points, lots of distinguishing points. Okay. Yeah, and obviously there's no right or uh, wrong experience. An experience is an experience and how we see it, it, it really depends on uh, where we are sitting or where we are standing and how we see things. Uh, so same binocular, but it's held by different people and we see things differently. Yeah. Um, so um, I think with uh, everything that you have said about either a chosen or given family for, for Stella and uh, uh, the nuclear family for, for Iris, how much in your life do you place uh, or these families, they play such a significant role in your life? I would like to hear Iris's answer. <laughs> the significance of family in my life. Um, I mean, family is very, very important to me. Um, like I said, um, because it's the only, only the four of us in America, it's been very hard to kind of reach out to people in South right. Korea. Um, mm. And so, I also want to say with like the whole nuclear family thing, um, yeah. we do kind of fit that to a certain degree, but it's also very strange because, um, I, I don't know if family is as important as I want it to be because um, there's a lot of isolating experiences with my family. And so it's like, it's very hard to explain. It's very multifaceted. I don't okay. know if I can really put it into words right now. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, so uh, maybe the other way of looking at it will be, um, with everything that you have gone, um, uh, the experiences that you have gone through in your life up to this point, and uh, taking that background uh, into account. And if your family had to be detached from you in one way or another, like uh, how would your life be affected? Uh, where you are, where you are living, uh, everything the same, but then detach your family now? Um, I mean, currently I live at home. So, and that was mostly by choice because I really do want to spend more time with my parents. Um, right. They are a huge part of my life. I mean, even when they're not around, I talk to them every single day. Um, okay. 
and I'm not ashamed to say that my dad is my best friend. Okay. Um, I go to him for everything, life advice, school advice, yeah. everything and more. Um, it's, I feel like that dynamic has changed a lot because as a kid, I don't think I was, or in high school, I wasn't as close with my family as I am now. Um, I think as I get older, um, I started to see my parents more as people rather than mm. just, um, you know, mom and dad. And so right. um, it's easier for me to understand certain things that um, I had issues with when I was a child. Um, and so I think that has brought me a lot closer to them. And so right. now they're just kind of like an irreplaceable part of my life. Like I would like to be around them every day if I can be. Uh, okay. But, All right. Uh, Stella, you want to say something? Um, uh, I mean, which of the two questions to answer? What would my life be like without my family? No, the, the significance of a family in your life. The significance still. Um, and, and in this case, you can talk about both. Yeah, I think I think of my family every day in both senses. Um, mm. the difficult thing with me about my blood, for example, um, my parents, my mother's in New York, my father's in LA, and now both of my brothers mm. are in LA as well. One from each parent. Right. Um, mm. I think of them every day, but it's hard to contact them on the daily, um, depending on yeah. what's going on, greater circumstances. And, mm. um, the chosen family that I've built outside of, let's say, older relatives, uncles, aunts that I've built for myself in Rome is kind of like a great, I want to use the word distraction in the sense mm. um, if I feel far away from my brothers and my father, which are men of color, which are rare to mm. come by in Rome, um, mm at least if I'm with my chosen family, the weight is not as heavy because a call okay. doesn't always fix that, um, especially mm. under COVID, like looking online, like I had to delete some social media because it felt like black men were going extinct. Mm -hmm. And with COVID, I hadn't seen my father, one brother and my father in two years and the other one in three. So it was very intense for me, the feeling, and a call couldn't put a Band-Aid on it always. So right. having access to a chosen family unit that I've built that wasn't given to me, I'm thankful for both, but that I've yeah. built was a great uh, distraction because I can feel brotherhood with this person or sisterhood with this person, or even if she's my age in this moment, she's like my grandmother making me pasta. I don't know. I'm very much living in like, the fantasy of this act can be representative of this kinship I have with someone else that I'm missing, but I'm finding what I need out of this person. So yeah. um, building my own chosen family unit was something that was new to me because I was so lucky to have my mother's friends help raise me and let me know what a chosen family is. But building my right. own was a... Uh, a really comforting experience because mm. even though they cannot understand what it is to be black or they cannot understand what it is to have 
fear for your brothers and your father just because social media or media is brainwashing you um yeah i felt comfort whereas with my biological family in italy a lot of them can't seem to understand why it weighs on me so much or just can't look through my eyes because again they're not black so um mm. there's there's all these multiple aspects the chosen family i've created for myself the weight of them not being a member of the diaspora or a minority mm. person is not there because it's about our connection our bond um versus mm. with my family i sometimes do feel that weight like i may feel good with my family but i do feel that i am different or that i cannot be understood when i'm thinking about this pain um so i uh i'm happy and proud of what i've built for myself i'm thankful to have the example of chosen family that my mother gave me of my godparents right. and uncles that are still in my life and present we speak all very often they all play different mm. roles in my life and my blood for me is um important it's where i come from and as an intersectional person with race language identity mm. and everything it's beautiful to be able to see my roots and mm. how i am like them but i'm completely separate my father always told me that i'm not like him i'm not like my mother i'm like myself and mm. living in that truth I like to recognize where I come from and essentially pick the traits that I'm happy to accept. So um, all oh, of them yeah. play a major role in my life. Not one is more important than the other, but only some can comfort me when it comes to the issue at mm. hand. <laughs> okay. terms of uh, so we have talked about given family which is um, in your case uh, is a nuclear family but is is there any in the in the way that um, uh, Stella has uh, talked about her ch uh, chosen family do you have any circle of people within your life that you can place them under under that category um I don't really think so. I have, not to sound a little bit lonely, but I have very select people in my life. And okay. um, I grew up in a very white town. And so it was difficult for me to find people who are also Korean and or also have immigrant families. Um, mm. So that community was never really there for me or didn't really exist. Mm. Um, 
And I have to say that this panel topic is a little bit difficult for me to talk about, uh, mm -hmm. family in particular, because um, I've just been, uh, it, the idea of like secrets and um, keeping family business to yourself has been very deeply ingrained for, I want to say generations um, with right. my family in particular. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with like generational trauma. And so I've always grown up being told like keep family business to yourself. So I am struggling oh, a little bit with these questions, but um, yeah, I chosen family was never really a thing for me, but um, that's why I think I really highlight um, my given family. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your honesty and like. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that is enough. very that that is very important, and um, it's it's. Um, I think even for the people that are going to be listening to to this and uh, who may also be interested to come on the podcast, uh, I, I think it also gives them the confidence to know that they can draw a line of uh, what is it that they want to talk about or not to talk about. Uh, and um, so that is very important. Um, now I, I would just like to, to bring something else, um, which is about uh, family uh, versus uh, friendship. Uh, because uh, I, I think, uh, well, I, I'll just leave, uh, leave it to you for you to talk about it. Um, if you can just uh, draw some, some similarities and comparison. Uh, so the, 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 the similarities and differences between family and friendship um, in your life. Respecting the, the limitations that you placed on yourself or you have in what you want to talk about or not. Uh, Stella, do you, do you want to start with that? Um, sure. I think um, it's probably easier for me to talk about one because of my chosen family and experience mm. my own and my mother's, but also um, the fact that it was out of necessity that I needed chosen family, just like my mom being alone in New York raising me was out of necessity that she needed a community or other people to help raise her daughter. Um, right. When I moved to Italy, uh, I don't have my brothers. My father is not just a phone call away. I have to wait till afternoon to call him, all of these things. Um, mm. It was out of necessity that I needed to build connections with people. Um, that didn't make me feel alone because again, my, my Italian family unfortunately cannot and has never understood fully what it is to be a black person in a white family or in a white country. Mm -hmm. um, and at least with people closer to my age with more international experiences, I was able to find bonds and then build a, a kinship based on that bond um and some it took years some it just took a year and they've become an important person to me i think the comparable bits which i've mentioned i have two brothers so i was right. and a village of gay men raised me so i've been predominantly around men when it comes to kinship in my life and right. um being able to feel safe with a boy or a man that is a new friend is 
easy for me, but also something you need to be um, careful of. You don't always know someone's intentions um, mm. or perspective of you being a woman. And mm. uh, when I find that safety net, um, it's not that I consider someone my brother, but I consider someone I mean, growing up with brothers and uncles, I know that if I'm in trouble, I just have to make a phone call and someone is there, you know? Right. Um, which, is, which is a blessing. Not a lot of people have that. Um, and right. so finding people that I can do that with, not, not out of necessity, not because I've been in situations where I need to call someone, but that security blanket, um, mm. If I felt that I could do that with someone, they became more important to me or held a, a deeper place in my heart. And something that with a lot of my friendships that have become kinships or are close to that, that mm. parallels to my family would be food. <laughs> food. Okay. Um, I'm Italian, Sicilian, so food is like so important to us. Um, and mm. a lot of my friends, uh, food is very important to us. A lunch is not a lunch. If someone invites us to a barbecue and it's just hamburgers and hot dogs, we're a little bit mm. offended because if we have a lunch or barbecue, it's a feast. The whole table is full. Um, and even from my father's side of the family, he's from Barbados, mostly grew up mm. in New York and there are cultures also fill up the table, eat as much as you can. Um, you mm. can't enter my house for the first time without getting a plate of food. And so mm. seeing people's relationship with food is strangely important to me. Um, mm. Not just quality of food, but uh, if you want to experiment, that's awesome. If you are traditional in your food, whether it be Caribbean, Italian, Thai, or whatever, um, it's really nice to see someone's relationship with that because I think it reflects on um, their family as well. And from both of my mm. cultures, food and the dinner table is important, not necessarily to eat at the table, but to prepare all together to cook and see this person okay. like this. That um, has been a big signifier for me and a connecting factor for me. I feel very comfortable when I see some a friend cook a meal for all of us because they want to invite us over. And I feel like that's them giving us a bit of their family, a bit of themselves all mixed together. So I think that's a, a decent explanation comparable for my friends and family. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
All right. Um, Iris, uh, do you want to jump in on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, like I said, my family is very secretive, um, but I think that for me, I grew up thinking that the difference between friends and family is kind of sacrifice. Um, and so um, with my family, I don't get to see them as often as I would like, even though I do live at home um, right. because uh, both my parents work all the time and my dad works in New York. So he actually commutes every week down there, stays a day or two and then comes back. Um, right. And so having family dinners and like getting together and sitting down, that's not really a thing um, in our family. Typically it's just, there's leftovers, go grab that, sit down. It's more of a task rather than of socializing events and catching up and seeing each other. Um, so I guess we don't really have the typical family dynamic. Um, mm. And so a lot of my idea of family is based on that sacrifice because I know that um, okay. they're busy trying to take care of one another. Um, and so I think for me, translating that into friendship is very difficult, um, mm. because I grew up believing that friends can't really do that kind of sacrifice in the way that your family can. And, um, they're not actually going to be there for you in the snap of a finger when, um, there's something happening. Um, even with, uh, my closest friend, Lael, who both of you know, um, yeah. we've been friends for, or best friends for six years. And it's been very difficult for me to even bring her to my house. I think she's been there maybe in total five times. Um, okay. whereas I'm at her place constantly. And now that I think about the other question that you'd asked before about, um, chosen family, um, yeah. I would consider Lael's family to be part of my chosen family. Um, oh. and even that was difficult for me to admit for a while because, um, within the past year, I was just spending almost every single day there. Um, and then I kind of, it kind of dawned on me that um, this is a, like a second family to me. Like I care about them. Um, yeah. Like my own mother and father and my own brothers, um, which is a very bizarre thing to say. <laughs> and even my own family is yeah. a little bit startled by this idea that there's somebody that I feel so comfortable with that I can spend every single day there and eat meals with them and go on outings with them. Um, yeah. And I think that a large part of it has to do with the fact that we don't get to have those traditional family moments at my house um, because yeah. the house is typically very empty. Um, mm -hmm. The people usually aren't around. Um, my sister moved out. She lives in Boston now. My dad's constantly working. My mom's always working. I'm in class. Um, mm -hmm. And our schedules just never line up. And so I think I found a lot of that, um, that not to say like filling the hole in my heart necessarily, but um, Layal's family has a very traditional family. They spend mm. every single, uh, they eat every meal together. They have family game nights, things like that. And that's a very strange idea to me. Never, I never really experienced that. And so it was very nice, like kind of, um, I guess, wiggling my way into that family. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they've been very welcoming. And so um, I do love them like my own family. Um, yeah. But bridging that gap between um, from friends to family is mm. 
very, very difficult for me. It took almost five or six years for me and Lael. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Lael is. No, I, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, this is. Um, this conversation is, uh, is, is a very beautiful conversation because, again, um, the, uh, Elisa, from the way I see it, is that people talk about themselves. Uh, it's not about to brag or it's not about to share their secrets. It's about to give a story about their lives or aspects of their lives that they, they think that they are important uh, but they can also, through that, when they share, they, they also enrich other people uh, because you can relate. Maybe whatever is it that you say to your story, can someone else can relate to. But I think probably most important is, uh, is to enrich us as uh, human beings to know that as you see Stella, as you see Iris or you see me, there is a multiple experience uh, in life that led to who I have become today. And that uh, because sometimes there's a tendency of judging uh, and all these kind of things. So I think we, I hope that uh, we become more understanding of each other when we, we broaden our horizon in terms of knowing what are the possible differences that are out there in how people grow up and how people are raised. Um, yeah, so I, I, I thank you, uh, both of you for that, uh, and for opening up, uh, in the way that you have. I'm curious um, to know, Iris, um, even if like, for example, my, my comparison of food, friends and family, maybe for you, there are friends that even though you don't speak every day or every month, um, just like your family members, when you do speak, it's like you've never left each other or you want to catch up. That's something that I think could be relatable from someone in your perspective. Like for me and my chosen family, I don't speak every day, but when I do, it's like catching up or as if nothing has ever, time has never passed. Sometimes I speak to someone and I relive my childhood. I don't know. Is that relatable for you? Um, to a certain degree, I think. Um, with my friends, that's definitely the case. I don't have a lot of friendships where we speak every single day. Um, I, I think I mirror the whole family life in my friends as well, where they're constantly working. It's like a very busy lifestyle that I seek in people. Um, yeah. And so I think we come to like a mutual understanding that we don't have time to talk to each other every single day. But when we do, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, right. But with my family... It's very bizarre because even though we all live in the same house, um, because we're all so busy, my phone activity is just call to mom, call to dad, call to Beatrice, call to mom, call to dad, um, like three or four times a day. Like that's how, and it's never necessarily something where I have to ask them a question or it's a pressing matter. It's usually just, hey, I just want to say hi. I miss yeah. you. Um, yeah. And it's not great having to do that all over the phone um, because from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, we're a nuclear family. We all live together. Um, we get to see each other all the time. That's really not the case. Um, I haven't seen my parents in a few days. Um, but um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's 
because we keep in contact over the phone very often, um, mm. it does feel like, you know, time, we, we haven't spent that much time apart. Um, but yeah, um, it's, I'm sorry. This is just very difficult for me to talk no, about. No, 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 um, no, <laughs> it's, it's perfectly okay. Um, I think, uh, well, um, Stella asked a question. She was um, curious in terms of uh, relating uh, um, the, I think it's just looking at the chosen family and just to see whether there was any extension of, it could be a blind spot for you that maybe you, you probably have such people and you just did not think of that. Uh, yeah. So you only say what you're comfortable to say. And I think that's enough. I think chosen family is just very hard for me because because of this secrecy that lies in real family, I'm kind of scared to like um, create another family. Um, mm. Even when I went to Leal's house, it was a very bizarre concept to me that, oh, like I can sit in on their family dinners, even though I'm not blood related. Um, yeah. They're letting me join their family game nights, even though I'm not their daughter. And yeah. um, they even, even though Leal has moved to New York City, they still text me. They send me updates about, you know, their, their dog. And they tell me like, come over and have some tea and things like mm. that. It's still, even though five, six years later, it's still kind of, um, I don't want to say unnerving, but it's still, it's still difficult for me to accept. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like new territory, even though it it's is not very new territory, anymore, it's new yeah. mentally. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, even though I've known them since I was 16, 17, it's still, I can't accept the idea that they've really accepted me as like one of their own. Um, mm. And especially because it's not necessarily reciprocated. I don't think that Lil has really gotten to know my family as well as I know theirs or I know hers. Um, mm. She's spoken to my mom a handful of times, my father also a handful of times. Um, like I said, has only been to my house a few times. Um, so, it's, but that, I can't really still, translate that. To, yeah, but that's still yeah. that's still uh, something because um, uh, there there are other situations where you are friends with someone and you you haven't been to to their house, for example. Mm -hmm. There are situations like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have yeah. I have cousins that I have that type of relationship with, whereas like I feel a part of their family unit but it's not the same they're based in la they're three brothers no they tried mm -hmm. for a girl two times three boys so i kind of yeah. take the role of the daughter cousin sister when i'm there and yeah. i feel like i'm fully into the family even if it's been a while that i've been there game nights dinners outings all of that but mm. um the two younger brothers have never been to my house in new york or my house right. in LA. Um, hmm. I'm, I feel like fully a part of that unit and they know my parents, but I have a relationship with their parents that I can call. They don't have the same with my mother, for example. So okay. it's very comparable, I think. And Lyell also is one of three. So like, I, I can relate to you on that part. Like they don't know my life. My life is almost a secret to them but I feel mm. fully welcome into theirs. And as if like, I'm a part of that unit, which might be a yeah. different life for me.
Okay, so what can we say about that? Um, because uh, from what Iris uh, said, um, so for example, and, and I know this is a difficult topic, please uh, just respond in the way that you feel comfortable. Uh, do you think you, uh, you may welcome that as uh, just a gift in life uh, in, in, instead of uh, maybe feeling that uh, because you are not uh, re reciprocating uh, this and therefore maybe you constantly think about, well, maybe uh, I, I, I should be able to do more uh, and therefore you don't go in full. It, because the, the other way you can also look at it as uh, just a gift in life and you take it and you enjoy it. Is that, is that something that you would consider or you are considering? Yes, to, it's very hard for me because I want to um, kind of meet people halfway and sometimes I feel as though I'm not doing that. Um, okay. But um, yes, I, am, I do consider it a gift. I'm very thankful for um, being able to join that family. Um, yeah. Even though it wasn't even necessarily chosen, it kind of just happened. And one day I realized that, oh, like I am part of this family and um, I consider them to be my family. Um, and so we've kind of expanded beyond the friendship level. Um, yeah. But that's like, a, that's a very rare thing for me. I don't, um, as you guys can tell, it's a difficult topic. And so even getting um, to that yeah. level with like my friends, there's, mm -hmm. there's a strong barrier. There's a strong line where I, I hold people to. Um, I do not talk about my family to my friends. I don't really talk about my personal life to my friends. Um, mm -hmm. It's a, there's a very big, very big wall there. Um, yeah, but I am thankful for um, being being able to break that down with um, Leal's family. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything else that you would like either to maybe just to make a remark, uh, each of you, or to ask each other question before I probably move to uh, making some concluding remarks? Um, uh, um, I'm curious to know, Iris, I know that you said you at home necessarily don't eat together as a family unit with your dad away, your sister not at home, your parents always working. Um, the traditional Korean dinner, which is like family style, that's not foreign to you. Maybe it's rare right but it's an experience you've had out of curiosity it's a question um so when i was younger we definitely had a lot of more a lot more family dinners and whatnot um but i think um even though we don't get to have those traditional like sit downs and whatnot um there's i'm trying to think i mean 
because there is that gap there, I think that my parents tried to show in other ways that mm. they're still there for me and that we still have that connection. So for food, um, my parents always, before they have to go on a work trip or they have to leave, they always prepare a lot of these different Korean dishes and yeah. um, they'll leave them in the fridge. They'll pack them up. They'll leave me little notes and things like that. It's almost like sending your kid to school with a packed lunch with a little <laughs> note that says, have a good day. Um, yeah. And so it is, you know, at the end of the day, I do have to eat that meal alone, but yeah. um, it's still nice to know that like, this is a home cooked meal that like my family has prepared for me. Um, yeah. They're still thinking about me in that way. Um, yeah. I okay. feel you 1000%. Um, not with the notes so much. My dad, when I would spend summers with him, he would give me a note and to try and like replicate my Italian culture because I spent more time with my mother. Um, he would make me like Nutella sandwiches two days a week, which is not really a lunch food, but like he doesn't know any better. He didn't know any better at the time and he would put a note and I was like, oh, this is so cute. Like he's trying to tie them into this, but also making it his own. Cause my mom yeah. definitely didn't write me notes, but she made me food. Mm. And I lived with my grandma for a number of years and having food in the fridge made by her, like I cannot describe to you the feeling of, oh, she made this, like this feels like home. Um, so I can relate a lot when a meal is made by someone with love. Um, it's almost like you can taste it, especially if you know that fact, which is mm. um, why food for me was important in friendships. And I definitely see myself in the position of your parents like leaving food as well um mm -hmm. a lot of times when my friends not family but friends have partners that they're trying to integrate into their life like let's say i have a dinner but frankly there's not space or their partner didn't come i always try and make sure there's a box aside to take home to their partner um just okay. to kind of feel like you're included like i want to welcome you or I want you to feel that this person is important. So this is therefore an extension of me. So I think that we can relate more on food than you think, Iris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you for that. So I think uh, we have actually uh, reached the uh, conclusion of our conversation today. And uh, what I would like uh, from each of you is just to make some concluding remarks. And this will be taking everything that, uh, you know, the different elements that we have discussed, uh, things that you have thought about during this discussion. If you just want to draw them in, uh, put a, a package where you can just conclude about the topic of uh, uh, what is a family to you and what it means to you. Uh, considering your experience here. Yeah. So you can have anything from one minute to five minutes. The time is yours. I, uh, I think that I've said a lot on my perspective on family during this mm -hmm. talk, even our last chat. Um, yeah. I am happy to see that even if maybe IRC don't feel that there's that, that many things in common, I could find things in common. Maybe we're not in the same place when I say that. Like 
I see it from the perspective of someone you're speaking of versus yourself. But um, I think that's awesome because hopefully I can inspire you to um, not necessarily be more open, but to be open to the idea of creating your own chosen family, even when you're starting a new life after school, it's definitely possible, plausible. Um, I am very, I don't know the term to use. Um, I think it's interesting and beautiful that we both come from two immigrant parents um, and our perspectives on growing up with them are totally different for a variety of reasons. Um, and I really love the person that we have in common, which for you is chosen family. And for me is someone I, um, uh, what's the word, stimo, like have lots of love for, I'm very proud of. Um, uh, I think that that's an awesome connection for us to have and for this podcast to be born out of because Taki, you know, Lyell as well. Um, so I was, I'm very happy with all the connecting factors that we discussed and we didn't, that we see we didn't. Um, I think family is, a, is an idea and not a, a fact because given family is not always the, the best, depending on who you are, what you are. Um, for you, Iris, I think the fact that your family is the only one outside of Korea is a bit, you know, isolating. And for me, I felt very isolated all of my childhood, having two parents with two families very far away. So I was alone in the middle. Um, but growing up into my strength and myself, I am able to appreciate all types of family and, you know, walk through life, not looking to create new family, but um, spotting the people to be able to create that with. And I feel mm -hmm. very blessed to recognize that cognizantly. And um, hopefully I can inspire other people to live life similarly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I do agree. I think it's very interesting that on paper, we cannot be more different in um, our situations and our family life and our history. Um, mm. But this conversation, I, I was really expecting a lot of contrast, but it's interesting to see how similar we are in a sense. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say that I think that you have definitely inspired me to go seek um, people who could be part of like that I could be part of some kind of community or have that kind of relationship with other people that aren't necessarily mm -hmm. my direct um, given family. Um, right. Because it's definitely, a, a, it can be a little bit isolating. It can be a little bit lonely, kind of creating those um, imaginary boundaries for yourself. Um, but it's, it's hard to find that line because at the same time, part of that is that secrecy um, aspect in my family and so um in an effort to kind of respect that sometimes it's hard for me to um open up and have that relationship with other people um right. so i definitely have to find a happy medium for that um right 
but yeah, um, I think I'm trying to think of concluding remarks. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, this has been a, a, a very beautiful conversation and uh, like all conversations that I normally uh, hold with uh, my guests uh, and this one is I think uh, different from one to one. This one is uh, me moderating and you guys talking and uh, exchanging views on uh, on the topic. So it gives it gives me also an opportunity to to uh, to listen and to reflect on things. Uh, we all we all get something from these kind of conversations, and uh, I hope yes. that. Uh, I'm very uh, happy to finally meet you, Iris. Especially yes, likewise. I've heard so much about you. <laughs> um and i'm glad that this could be our first talk because now we have common ground to build from and exactly um questions to ask if we need inspiration or mm -hmm. if we're curious i mean yeah i feel like now we can create our own relationship from this but we've known of each other for a while so yes this was an <laughs> awesome experience thank you taki and iris as well <laughs> beautiful beautiful so I think uh, this marks the end of our um, uh, discussion for which I was moderating. I thank you very, very much again uh, for making the time and for you know being flexible and all that. I know you, it took uh, a lot of effort. Um, and I, I thank you, especially Stella, for, for reaching out to, to Iris and uh, to, um, you know, to make it happen. So beautiful, uh, you know, connecting the bridges. That's all what we do here. In more ways yeah? than one. <laughs> In more ways than one, exactly. So I wish you all the best as you continue with your Saturday and uh, moving into Sunday and for the rest of your life. And we shall be in touch. All right. All right, thank you. Thank Bye. you, Aris. Thank you, Stella. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye -bye. Thank Bye -bye. You.